every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Hello everyone, Andrew Taylor here. Today we're interviewing Sean Mike. Sean, thanks for coming in. You're getting better. Come on, a little. All right. So first of all, if you guys don't know, Sean's built a massive company in the last eight years. We've built a massive company. We have. I. It's an honor to be here and do this. I think a lot of people would love to spend an 15, 20 minutes with you and pick your brain based off what you've Especially done. Especially in this office. In this office. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the first question we have today is from uh, Colton Dewar. And it is what great, sep- great guy, great guy. What separates the Zach T's and the David Wichards from everyone else that feel like they are plateauing? Wow, that's a very good question. Congratulations on your recent grand opening, Colton. We were there. What an awesome office. Um, you know, I, you you gave me two names, so I'll talk about them, Colton. Right? I'll talk about the fact that first of all, Dave and and Zach work harder than almost everybody does. You know, staying with them. They do get up earlier. By the way, all these things I'm telling you, a lot of them will be anybody can do these things. So that's where a lot of people start to tune out. So, Colton, when you start working with people, you got to bring them in and say, no, I'm going to start to lose you right now. You're going to stop paying attention to me because what I'm telling you, actually, you can do. It's when it's extra special we want to listen because we're like, oh, man, I wish I could do that. I just know I can't. Um, I think that they are very honest and direct with the people they're working with about what they can and can't do. Um, I follow people, Colton, that lead from the front. I've never followed anybody, and I won't start tomorrow either, that's not done whatever. If they want to tell me about something, they better have done it. So when insurance carriers want to start talking about sales, I'm like, hey, yo, slow your roll. Stay in your lane. You have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not mad at you. But like, let's all like, let's let's stop. Y'all develop products. Let's let's just all be. I'm not walking in here telling you I'm an actuarial scientist. <clears throat> let's just all let's all live in our strength zones. So you know, Colton, I think that they're also learned to not be emotional about their businesses. I think it's taken some time to do that. But I think the stuff that Zach T a year and a half ago thought was a big deal, <clears throat> and it wasn't. I think he's learned it's not. They're also easy to work with. You know, so Andrew, if you're good at something. And I'm like, hey, Andrew's good at why don't you talk to him? They will. If they're trying to figure out how to make a transition to something that somebody else is good at at the company, they're wide open. So as good as they've gotten, they're really humble. As big as their businesses are, they're open to learning. If somebody in their team was doing something that was helping the entire team, they'd listen. Um, so that's hard to compete with people, men and women, that works ridiculously hard, get up earlier than you and, and outwork you, are direct about their people, and they also fund their business. Those are two people that weren't scared to invest in their business. They just, you know, you know again, they, they grew through it, right? I think Dave was comfortable with it day one. Dave was just kind of, the one thing about Dave is Dave had blind faith. And he's like, hey, if you're going to ask me to do it, Andrew's going to ask me to do it, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And that was always my thing with you, Andrew. I said, just 
do these things because they do work. If they don't work, stop doing them. Yeah. I didn't try to convince you I was right about everything. I said, just try these things. I've been watching them now for a better part of how many years. And if they don't work, stop. Like, you weren't committed for life. It was just like... Yeah. It's almost like, trust me until I give you a reason correct. not to. And, and it was almost kind of like, dude, why are you distrusting me? I haven't given you a reason to distrust me. Yeah. Like, let's go and, and, you know, so I think it's it's one of those things where, you know, at the end of the day, it's exciting to see where people are at. And it's exciting to see people like Dave and Zach. We have plenty of other people that are really locked in and saying, all right, you know what? I want to serve the bigger team. I want to help people on my team. They also love helping families. They, like, really enjoy it. And and they're ridiculously good at it because they put the work in. Um, but two people that kind of, you know, you didn't see coming as fast as they were. Talking about how fast those, you know, Zach got his integrity deal and how fast Dave's getting his. I mean, so I think all those things, Colton, those things and many more. Um, and, and Colton, you, I mean, have, being with you recently, you listen well. I think it's just some of the things that you have to start going like, what is, what are he and she doing? And, 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 you know, so I, I think as long as you can, uh, watch the things they're doing and then ask good questions. And here's the best answer to that question. Ask them when you see them. I think that's a weird thing for me. If I run into somebody's doing good, I wear them out, dude. I wear them out. Like, I'm like, Hey, another thing. Let me have another question for you. So and I, I'll, if Andrew, if you're in the business and you're, you're in a place I want to get to, I'll ask you questions for hours. Yeah. No problem. Now, how long have you been getting up early for? Because you get up Forever. really early. Forever. Yeah, I never even, I guess, I'm not trying to be funny, but, dude, I was doing it when I was still drinking and partying. Like, I don't, I, I don't even, like, I was getting up at 4.35 o'clock in the morning if I went out till 2. I never understood how sleeping the day away was going to help. A, I was always busy. Whether it was sports, academics, when I was young, athletics, whatever it was, and I was in charge of me. Nobody was telling me I could get out of bed. I didn't have a mom or a dad pulling me at, 14, 15, 13, I had to get out of bed. My mom worked three jobs. Like, I just had to go to, I, so I've never understood it. I, you know, and the way I looked at it, even when I was young, I'm like, there's 24 hours in a day. And when my teachers, who didn't know anything, because mine didn't, okay, in high school, would tell me, I remember I was in a health class, and they said, you need to get eight hours of sleep in a day. And I was like, that's one-third of your life. Literally one-third of your mother freaking life you're going to be sleeping. That's good. At, how, how does that make any sense to anybody in here? And my teachers, I, and I didn't like my teacher. And he's like, well, and I'm like, no, based on what? That would always, that's what always got me in trouble. Based on what? And then the next day, I'd be in school suspension. For what? Because he didn't know what he was talking about? Based on what? Who decided that? A bunch of people don't have a job? And then I run into a bunch of successful people who for 60 years have been sleeping three, four, five hours a night. And they're not dead. And they actually have stuff to do during the day. And they actually have a better life they seem to enjoy. And they're not worried about money. So... You know, I've always been doing that, but here I have this paranoia. Like, I don't want people, like, it's weird, like, when I'm on the West Coast, it really freaks me out. Because I change my voice every morning, and I do it real early. But somebody in the East Coast calling me at 6 is not that crazy a.m., which is 3 on the West Coast. So I, was, I told you, I'm not kidding. I'd be like, I drink like a ton of Propel before I go to bed because I know I got to get up at some point in time. Like if I drink like six or seven or eight of those things, I get up at some point in time use the bathroom. So I'm like, okay, if I'm on the West Coast and it's 2.45 a.m. and I'm getting up at four, I'm still changing my voice. I don't want somebody calling me at 6 a.m. and having, having my message from yesterday. And I started Is that like it. an accountability yeah. thing? That I can't just... sleep in when I do that. How do I sleep? What do you want? You want to you call me on a Thursday and it's, you know, it says Thursday and it's Saturday? Or you want to call me on a Friday and it says it's Thursday? 
call me at noontime, and I'm like, you reached the voicemail, Sean? Mike, and it's the day before. I had Stephen Prince one day from Integrity. He goes, I caught you. I'm like, you didn't catch me. My voicemail's been down. I've been trying to change for three hours. He goes, you must have been freaking out. It said the system's down. The system's down. The system's down. And I'm like losing it, right? Like, and you, it sounds dumb to most people, but the reality is, Andrew, I also wanted an unfair advantage. I, I guess I was like that when I was younger. Like, like if you were gonna, if you were six five and I was playing you basketball, I knew to hold you and front you. Like I knew it. If you were faster than me, I was trying to start before start. I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just wanted to win, and and I wasn't. I didn't pretend that I didn't want to either. I wanted to. I mean, if they, if I was coaching and. An eighth grader didn't like me yelling in his ear when he was shooting on the other team and he couldn't make shots. I keep doing it. He's an eighth grader. He's a big boy. I want to win, you know? So I think that um, it's it's really all those things together. But And again, I don't need to do the math for you, right? People get up at five and people get up at eight and you get 21 extra hours a week. Man, how much better can you be? Will you, will you work with someone that doesn't get up early? Like, I'm, I mean, invest your time. No, in- no, I'm not mad at them and I'm not mean at all. And, but I'm honest. How do you identify it, though? Because, like, I send these group messages out, right? Why do I send them out at that time? I know. Why. I can tell you everybody in that group. I can tell you who sleeps in that group. I'm yeah. not mad at them. Because most people get the group message and respond to it, especially if it's one that, like, everybody likes or requires a response. And most people respond because they want a response. So they're like, everybody else responds, I have to check in. And there's people that, like, it'll be, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. You're like, dude, that's, like, lunchtime. And they're responding to something. And it's like, dude, where am I? You know? And then, and I hate to say it, but they have the smallest business on there. But you do that every day. Yeah, I do it every day. I mess with, but I, so it's not hard to figure out. You'll know. You know, I did that this morning to Dominique come out here. It was five o'clock his time. I'm texting him, like, dude, did you quit? Are you there? He's like, I've been out with my daughter, you know, so, you know, since whatever time. I was like, can't always use the kids. You can never call them out on that one. So, and I just laughed. I said, I'm, dude, I'm just playing with you. But I'm really not. And it's all these years later. Integrity partner, but still, dude, we got to keep moving. We got to keep moving. So I think that, but I won't. And I'm not mad. I, when, I, when you say I won't, you need you have a problem, and we, the corporate office can help fix it. We'll help yeah. fix it. But me to go out of my way. Like go, go help, fly oh. and meet it, go around. No, and absolutely not. No, no, because that's just, that's just laziness. I don't mind if, you know, we all make mistakes. I'm the king of, I'm, I'm uh, working every day to be a better person, and I'm feeling real good about where I'm going. But we all make mistakes. You know what I mean? But what, at the if, end- what if someone says, um, you know, I do a lot of work really late at night, so I sleep in. I go, me too. And I get up in the morning like an adult early. And if you, what, what are you doing from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m.? Probably nothing any good. So stop doing your work and go to sleep. Nothing good happens after midnight when you're, out, when you're outside your house. That's true. Okay, next question is from at... Adriano Andrea, and it is, when building an agency, what are some ways to keep your eyes on growth without getting caught up in what everyone else is doing? Man, that's a great question. I never focus, you know what's funny, the first, I probably couldn't tell you the first six years what anybody else was issuing that we allegedly competed with. I know now just because I know, because like I, but I never ever worried about what anybody was doing but us. I was never like, they would give us leaderboards for all the IMOs. And I was like, and I never pay attention, even when we're brand new. And then we're so much bigger than everybody else, we don't pay, I don't pay attention now anyway, because there's no reason to even have them. But at the end of the day, Adriano, you have to decide, I'm a big tunnel vision guy on what I can, what I can actually control. 
So I know I can control, I can control my work ethic and the way I lead and talk to and serve people. What, who cares what everybody else is doing? That was always my thing, like who cares? One of the things that we spent a lot of time, you know, my son, I, I, you know, the one thing I will tell you, and I'm not responsible for, you know, he's okay, he's my kid, his athletic ability, but this, dude, I spent more time with this than anything. I let the left-handed pitchers work with him on pitching, the guys that played in the big leagues. But I'm th- this, who cares what people say? Who cares what the other team says? Who cares they scream like they're in middle school during the game? Who cares they don't make a bad call? Who cares the guy behind the stands eating nachos and his hot dog, who can barely walk and chew gum at the same time, says you suck? He can't even get out of his seat. Best thing to do to him is leave him alone. Buy him another order of nachos. What is he going to do to hurt you? You need to tune everybody out. How did you start teaching him that? Just by saying saying stuff like that to him? Saying stuff all the time. And then I would do stuff like, this is not good. This is only. But you're asking me. So I'd be like, hey, T, don't listen to that moron. He's never played. He's going to scream the entire time. Because I'm going to take some of it off when he's young. The entire time. Because his kid sucks. That's how I did it. Now, I made him, I, I brought a lot of attention on myself, and then I taught him to do the same thing when he got older. Like, I brought it on myself because he was like nine, and I wanted to make the guy. And I was like, and if he has a problem after the game, I'll meet him in the parking lot. That's how I was. I'm just being straight up. You went, if you've been to any game I was at, you'd be like, that's, These are little that's, league that's, games. Oh, little league games. I started early. Eight, nine years old, bro. Didn't matter to me. I was, and it was because you don't yell at the kids. You want to yell at your own kid, that's your business. But you don't yell at the other kids. The teams, they're all kids. They yell at each other whenever they want. But the, but, the, but the parents, the other people, the other teams, uh-uh, I ain't playing that game. Have you ever been thrown out of a, a game? A lot of them. Yes, I'm being honest with you. A lot. Basketball, baseball, and football. <laughs> little league ones? Oh, God, yeah, I thrown out of little league games. I got thrown out of parks. But never, but and it was never about the umps. It was about other parents. And it was stuff they did that crossed the line. And I somehow other decided kids. To, to kids that were not their kids on the opposing team. So I was like, if you have that to say to them, let's just, I'd leave the field and... Go up in the sense of have I mean, cops may have shown up. I mean, there's stuff that's, things happen. You know what I mean? But I wasn't doing it to hurt anybody. I was doing it. You can't treat people that way. You don't have the right. And that was where I taught my son. You don't, people don't have the right to treat you that way. And if they do and you can't control it, you can't. Now, he's better at it than me. And, I, and so are you. Much better at it than me. And I'm better at it than I was. I'm much more in control. I'm just kind of like, I can't get, what am I going to do? Now, back then, Andrew, honestly, I had $147 in my bank account. Like, what were you going to do to me? You were going to sue me if, like, for a, you can have the $147. Like, I don't, what do you want me to do? My Honda Accord has 300,000 miles on it. I don't own my house. Like, what are you going to do to me? That was, I, you don't mess with somebody that has nothing to lose. And, um, you know, but I, I, along the way, and I think also, I didn't mean to do this, but I think, he was like, there's a better way to do it than my dad's doing it. Like, I can do it without his anger. But he, but it's almost like he got the point. Of- 100%. Stand, but there's standing up for yourself without paying attention. Whatever, but that's more magical. Yeah. You're standing up for yourself without responding to anything. You're so strong, you don't care. It doesn't matter what they say at all. And I think in business, for a lot of you guys, you get caught up on what everybody else is now doing. Now, you're more like that now. Much more like that. I mean, I Because there's people that it. say all kinds of stuff All about day you. long, every day. And, and a lot you, of it's not even true. I know, and, but you don't even pay attention. No, I could care less. You can say whatever you want about me. It doesn't matter to me in any way, shape, or form. If I, and the reason why, if I got baited into that, 
then I couldn't help everybody here. I'd lose sight of what we're doing, and that would not be fair. You know what I mean? So, so I, I think that's the best way to do it is keep growing. But I think the bottom line is where we get distracted, we get frustrated if other people are doing more than we think. They're like. like if you and I are, start the same day, if I'm fixated on what you're doing, I should be pay attention if you're doing well, and I should ask questions, and I should duplicate certain things. But why would I get frustrated if you're doing really well, or why would I think I'm doing better if you're doing worse than me? Like, I'm just here. Like, I, I couldn't tell you what people are doing. Even with the, another company before this, Mark and all those guys, you, Paul. Dude, I had no idea how much volume you did, team-wise. I had no idea, dude. I was competitive individually. I knew what you sold, but I did not know what your teams did. I never, I just didn't. I, I was worried about, all I was was, here's how much our team has to grow every month. We're going to get as big as we can get. That's all I was focused on. So sometimes people will come to me and they'll go, did you hear this new agent is doing this special thing? Or they'll go, is this, new, this manager is doing this special thing. And I always tell them, like, it still has to withstand the, te- the test of time. Like, just don't jump and go, let's change everything we've ever done. You, you know why people do And again, I, I think people do that, honestly, because they're lazy. See, that's the lazy man or woman's way out, right? Let me come up with something somebody's doing new and go, that's why we're not growing. Yes. This business is very simple. And and that's good and bad. It was good for me that it's simple, but some of you like it to be so much more complicated. Somehow that's where you're comfortable. Me, I'm comfortable if it's simple, dude. I'm totally down. Let's just go grow something. But that's always the cop-out. That's You want to identify somebody not working? They'll come to you with that. Hey, you know what, Andrew? They're doing this. I'm going to make a move. Why don't you just work seven days a week? Why don't you get out of bed earlier? Why don't you put my money into leads? Why don't you serve other people? Why don't you recruit all day long every day? Do the boring stuff that you, no one wants to do, the repetitive Dude, that, stuff. That's, that's how in our business you become very successful. You know, and, and, and there's not a lot of businesses I've seen like that. It, that. Most of the other ones I've seen require quite a bit of talent, and this doesn't. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, so stay focused on what you control. Tuck your ears in. Don't listen to what everybody else is saying. And if you don't know, ask for help. That's the other thing. Find the people that are doing really well and go, hey, do you have 10 minutes? Can I ask you some questions? But then don't disrespect their time. Take the thing. And they're not doing anything that's a trick, but ask them, how many hours a week are you working? How often do you talk to your agents during the week? How much are you spending on your office, on your staff? You know, all that. How, what's your spread look like? How are you structured from a compensatory standpoint? Have you ever heard uh, somebody say, like, referencing, like, Kobe or a legend athlete or something. They say, if you're good, you have to tell everybody, but if you're great, everybody already knows you're great. You don't have to say anything. Have yeah. I've heard, that? I've heard that a lot. I don't, I don't, I mean, I have all the reference in the world for Col- reference in the world for Colby. God rest his soul. I mean, he was, you know, the man, he was the man and, um, he is the man. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I think that that's, that's kind of what we talked about a little bit earlier was, teaching people not to react to other people and you don't have to tell them anything you know i'm sorry i like this job i don't suck at it but i don't go around telling you i'm great at it either you want to say i did good that's fine i'm kind of like okay thanks i appreciate it it's nice of you it's a little bit weird for me but i'm cool like eh. but i see a lot of people that want this they want everyone to know what they did, but they have, they're just getting started. A lot of people just want everybody to know what they did just because it's all about that for them. What I will tell you is if it's all about the recognition for you and only the recognition, it's not going to last long. You won't scale it because you're looking for people to sell out that work with you for themselves, no doubt, right? But they're also 
you're driving the benefit from it. So if they're selling out for themselves, or they're thinking about selling out for themselves, but you're not sold out. You know, we got folks that hang out and go to meetings every once in a while and want to know why they don't build a big team. So the guy the other day said, nobody in your team likes you. He said, why do you think that is? I said, why do you think it is? I'm good at asking, answering questions with a question if they don't. I'm like, why do you think it is? He's like, well, I just don't know. I go, well, do you think you work hard? He goes, I think I can work harder. It's always that. I said, okay, everybody can work harder. Do you think using the, def, using the adjective hard work, would anybody describe you as a hard worker? And he said, probably not. I said, okay, would you want to follow or make money for a guy or girl not working hard? The psychology is business and hard, but we don't take time to think about what other people are thinking and what they're feeling. And if you don't know, ask. I used to do that. I'm like, hey, man, like, can I ask you something? Sure. We've been working together about four or five months. I feel like we have no connection. Have I done something wrong? A lot of times they're like, yeah, dude, you're like all over me. Like you're, you're, you're so excited and it freaks me out. Or hey, in that meeting, a guy one day goes, well, in the meeting I came in the other day, you told me, <laughs> he said, you told me to put the food down. I wasn't allowed to eat. And I said, uh-huh. He goes, well, I thought that was rude. I go, well, I said five families a week, minimally, or you can't eat the pizza. Like, he goes, but there was leftovers. I go, yeah, for the people that do five families a week to bring home to their families so their kids can eat. Not for the guy not doing anything to eat. You can't eat for free. Ain't no free ride, fool. Like, and then I made it worse. He ended up quitting. And, um, Dude, you suck and you're lazy. <laughs> that's great, Factory. But, you know, I guess for me, I just... Andrew, but, but I've grown and I kind of realized that here's what I've learned. Everybody has a season. And, um, you know, I've had some personal seasons in my life where I've really been focused on getting better. And I've wanted grace. So I've learned to give it, you know, but not if you don't change. I don't want any personal grace if I don't change either. Yeah. But I want when people change, you might not be working for three years, but all of a sudden you start working. Maybe you got sober. Maybe you got focused. Something happened where you decided to change. Yeah. I don't care what you were doing a week ago. I care what you're doing today. Your clients care what you're doing today. The agents care what you're doing today. Your family, for you providing for them, cares what you're doing today. They don't care what you're doing two, three, four months ago. They don't care. That's good. Uh, next question at Stephen E. What are, what are character or personality traits that, th that are common among board members and integrity partners? Man, I think that um, they believed they could. I think they believed they could build a business. I think they spoke it into existence. I think they were laser focused on helping so many families a week, a month, a quarter, a year. Um, I think for the most part, they wanted to serve other people. I really do. I think that they were very focused on watching other people win. I think they cheer more for others than they do themselves. Most of them, not all of them, but most of them. Um, the ones that grow the fastest, definitely. They cheer more for other people than they cheer for themselves. Um, I think also they, they, we've talked about this quite a bit over the last couple of weeks, but, it, but we can't, it can't be said too much. They invest heavily in their business. Um, you know, a lot of people that are, that are not business-minded, that become independent contractors, they starve their business. And other people build businesses around them and don't starve them. You know, like, and, and I think that's why a lot of people move a lot faster because they're like, heck, if I put the money into it, I got a better chance of the thing growing. So I, I think, um, you know, they, for the most part, they're accountable people too. You know, I get to know most of them because so we do meetings. And, you know, it's funny because I had a group, I was in uh, Indiana the other day. And 
they were at the Joe, Caleb, and Gabe were at the uh, Founders Day meeting, but they were outside when we were doing the first one. Remember the, the and they and they've never said this to me. They're like, "Hey, can I ask you a question?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah." They said, "Founders Day, you guys had a meeting beforehand." I said, "Yeah, yeah," but it was only for the Integrity Partners, the ones that are getting ready to become partner. And they said, we came up in the elevator, we were outside, and we could hear people screaming. What was happening? I go, we weren't screaming. I was passionate and excited, and I was talking to a group of people that are all accountable and know that, 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 that we, we owe it to everybody else in this company to move faster. Like, we weren't, like, fighting and screaming yelling at each other. We were just, it was, so I think that that group is able to understand that we're all in this together. We all have a responsibility. And we're never going to be good at, well, it's not my fault. I'm just not a big fan of that. Like, I've done things, it's my fault. If I'm going to fix that, I'm going to fix it. I'm not going to fix that, but it's definitely my fault. I don't blame you. I don't go, that's Andrew's fault. Andrew did that. That's my fault. You know what I mean? And that's how, I just think that's the right thing to do. Well, had Andrew not had this happen, I wouldn't have been in trouble. It's my fault. I still did it. Whatever it was, I did it. You know, it's that, it's that whole, the second guy gets the flag in football, right? You push me in the back, I turn around, grab your face mask, punch you up, uh, up underneath your chin, bust you up. I get the penalty. I don't go, his fault. It's his fault. No, I punched you in the face. I wanted to, and I did it. You're not going to take credit for their success. Don't take blame for their failure either. That's good, Factory. It's true. But I think that's a, that's a great, great point to end on, is a lot of people want to take credit for their success. Do you, Factory, you've been around for a while. Have you ever heard me one time take credit for any of Andrew Taylor's success? Yeah. Like if I ever once, you'll, you'd be honest with me. If I, have I ever one time been like, no. yeah, because I did this? No. Never once. Never. Do you know what that would make him feel like as much as he's like, hey, this advice you gave me, one, whatever. Can you imagine me kicking the door in and going, yeah, I mean, obviously he's done well because of me. Can you imagine what that feel like? I couldn't imagine if somebody did it to me. So I think that we, I think that's, they don't, I think for the most part, Stephen, they don't do that either. I think they do a lot of shine the light on other people. Like you shine on me. When Andrew says, Sean might build the company, I go, we built the company. He's like, yeah, we built it. And I just happened to be the one dumb enough to be here first. So I was, you know, one dumb enough to be here first. Crazy one, enough. The one crazy enough to spend all his money, which I had no money. And then invest all the money that we're making. So I, I guilty as charged there, but I, we built the company together. So we have, and I've said this about Andrew many times, I've learned a lot of, about business from you. Whether, you're, whether your degree is in bagging groceries at Stater Brothers, I still learned a ton from you about business. Thank you, man. That means a lot. Well, I mean it. With that being said, we're, we're wrapping up. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next Saturday, 8 a.m., Pacific Time, Shawn Mike's Instagram, and thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys.